welcome back to the Rugby Connection podcast. As always, the best place to be for all your rugby news. And we're back with the Six Nations this week. Round three of the Six Nations um, was underway this weekend. We also had Super Rugby. Uh, we had the Vancouver Sevens on and whatnot. And uh, also we've got a few URC predictions to uh, give for next week. But obviously, before we start, uh, I'm here. I wasn't last week. You were stuck with Harv and Murray. They're back here. Um, Hello. So, boys, how are you doing? Um, well, I've currently got a fajita on the go. Yes, we watched you cook um, it before we started recording. Yeah, i just come back from rugby training, so I needed um, needed fuel. Need, needs that big boy protein boost. Big game <laughs> on Wednesday, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. My voice hasn't recovered, though, but we'll get into the why. Yeah. Okay. We're out anyway, there, we can skip that part. Since you left us high and dry last week, how are you feeling? Yeah, no, I was uh, I was high and dry last week because uh, I'd been away in Cardiff this weekend for uh, a course, uh, well, uh, a workshop for the course I'm doing. So I was educating myself. Um, but I'm back to this, whatever this is, um, uh, rugby education for the masses uh, with, with Harv, Cam and Murray. Um, but we'll get straight into it because we're back after the dreaded week's break of the Six Nations. We all hate it. Get rid of it. We still stand by it. Get rid of the week's break. Um, yeah, we had Six Nations round three again. Uh, we start on the Saturday with Ireland hosting Wales in the Aviva in Dublin. Uh, a lot of people that I knew, a lot of people uh, down in Dublin for this game. A lot of uh, a lot of drinking was involved, but um, I think the game probably went more or less how we expected. With, with without without being an utter thrashing. Yeah, I would say this was nice to Wales. Yeah, no, it was a we- it was a weird game because Ireland were. 17 nil up at half time, but then mm. even though it's 31 7, it doesn't, it didn't feel like it because Wales weren't bad in the second half. In my no, eyes. I thought Wales definitely like Wales at points of that game looked defensively sound. Mm. Um, I thought you know, at points of that game, Wales in fact looked on top, but it's more so being able to stay on top. And it's something that Ireland are very good at, is regaining control in a game. Can I just yeah. remind you that you could not bet on Ireland to win because you would well, win. Yeah. We put that uh, out, and by the time we put it out, you could, apparently. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, um, this is at the time of recording. At the time of recording. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was genuinely zero to one. Mm. So, I mean... If Wales came anywhere near close, I would have been surprised. It did play out kind of how we expected. Wales <laughs> Wales got the penalty try, which was fair. Mm, well, yeah. there you go. But again, they just they just they just lack everything. Like Yeah. They they can't keep up with the quality of an Ireland, of a France. Mm. Um I wouldn't say France report this year, but we'll get into that later. No, but they are on paper one of the top, one of the top two teams in the tournament. Yeah, I would genuinely say that Wales 
are around about 50 to 60% there with every aspect of their game, but there's no aspect of their game that's anywhere close 100%. I feel like they're there and thereabouts with a lot of their game, but it's that it's that thereabouts aspect that when they come against a team like Ireland, who have been, I mean, one of the dominant teams in world rugby for the past three, four years, mm. uh, it, it's, it's you know, the cracks are going to show and you're going to get score lines like this. Um, but honestly, if I was a Welsh fan, I wouldn't take too much away from this game. And if I was an Irish fan, I also wouldn't take too much away from this game other than, once again, taking maximum points away from the round. What I would take away is, because obviously this was a big thing going into this game, uh, Ireland basically have every position covered in, in mm. case of injury or whatever, except for fullback. Well, Kieran Frawley is that backup fullback. He was fantastic, did nothing wrong, scored his first try for his country. It was good. Bundiake, he's just a destroyer in the centres, and he? he just does what the he does. Uh, I, 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 I'm... I will comfortably say, in my opinion, and this really hurts me to say as a Springbok fan, but Bundiaki at the moment, for me, is the best inside centre in the world. I think it's hard not. I think the whole best in the world at the moment changes throughout the year. It does change. Obviously, when the Six Nations is on, you're more so going to be focusing on those Northern Hemisphere teams. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of recency bias in a lot of even, it. Even in the World Cup, I feel like Bundiaki was was probably, especially in the pool stages, that standout inside centre for... I feel like he kind of shines, though, like, in and around the World Cup year. Yeah. That's so his That's his main... That's what he does, isn't it? That's his main go time. Because he went a bit um, flat. He went a bit flat after 2019. And mm. then... Then he perked up again, so... But no, I mean, Ireland's take... Full points. They're on the max 15 points that they could be at this stage. They've won all three of their games. They're still on track to break the Six Nations uh, win record for wins in a row. Uh, and they're on track to, or still on track to become the first team to go back to back Grand Slams. Um, they might be the first team ever to do the maximum 28 points. And the maximum twenty-eight points as well. If they can, if they can take the full five points, uh, the full points from uh, the next two fixtures, then yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well done. Aaron. We'll move on to a game. I I would say probably my game of the week. Yes, same. The one of well, the oldest and probably the trophy that is most steeped in history and rivalry the Calcutta Cup uh, <laughs> between Scotland and England and Scotland hold on to that Calcutta Cup for what is it now? Four times in a row. Four um, in a row for the first time since 1896. We've beat England four times in a row. But with a game in Murrayfield, a lot of people, <clears throat> I feel like we're expecting Scotland to have a completely dominant performance. <clears throat> England came out the blocks. That yes, it was a with good the try. absence of a Freddie Stewart, George Furbank getting his call up and getting his uh his opportunity in that starting jersey, scores uh scores the first try, England looking 
really good in the first 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, but then a little a little thing called Duan van der Merwe um, raised his, his devilish blonde locks. Oh. What is it with Ew. Duhan and just when I feel like he never he never has just an okay game. Like the game against France, he quiet had a very game. quiet game. Yeah. But then the game against England this weekend, you could say he's he looked like probably the best winger in the world. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, I don't know what even he said that he's like, maybe I just woke up and felt like scoring tries. <laughs> okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's not much to say about it, isn't it? It's <laughs> just good, it was good. It's just a on. big blonde bastard scoring tries, isn't it? The second try was just beautiful. The smart sealed the deal, and then the hat trick try, it was. Beautifully worked by Finn. But no, it was overall both teams, it was a great game. There was no controversy. Yeah, and England, I mean shout out to Teo Basu. Yes. Coming off the bench and getting his first try in the white jersey for England. What yep. a try that was. And honestly, I I don't think England played badly throughout that game. Obviously, they made some mistakes, but that's everyone points those out that like, yeah. led to that track. Yeah, but so what? Two, and like, I feel two, like George drop goal. It didn't go down well with the Murrayfield faithful, but I thought it was a really good drop goal. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. But um, and also now, obviously, Duan van der Merwe right on track for becoming Scotland's top try scorer. Well, he's got one more to match your hog. We've got two games left this campaign, and he's two got games like, to score two tries to become. He's also got like sixty caps to try and catch Hogg's record, so I think he's gonna be all right. I think he's smashing that record, um, and I just like it. I like the fact that a South African is going to become Scotland's top try scorer. Doesn't bother me. Wait, a lot of people think that. Yeah, he's not got shot. Yeah, shot. I know it doesn't bother you, but I'm gonna keep drilling at home till it does bother you. <laughs> Good luck. I won't. But yeah, I'm happy. The voice is gone. Four on the bounce. Finn Russell's cooking. Still hundred percent off the tee. Yeah. Duhan van der Merwe's looking like the best winger on the planet. It's all good. I'm a happy boy. Harv, I'm sorry. And that's not me being a deck there. We 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 England did have some success over the last weekend, but we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that uh, because mm. it is a point that I do want to talk about. Um, we'll move on to the final fixture on the Sunday. We had yes. the well, it was definitely an upset, but it was close to being one of the biggest upsets in Six Nations history. Uh, um, Italy from... versus France. Now we all know that France have not been anywhere close their previous no. form after that World Cup and after the loss of their little general being Anton Dupont. Um, they have not looked strong at all. Obviously, they got absolutely, uh, you know, steamrolled by Ireland in their, in their back garden at the, in the first round. A very lucky, very messy victory over Scotland in Murrayfield. 
Mm-hmm. And then a game against Italy where they were expected to win and win comfortably. Yeah. It wasn't and wasn't the strongest side. That's the thing. 13 all. It was this game is I didn't like it. For the most part, I didn't like this game. It felt like a lot of nothing. But then that second half, Italy were like, no, no, we're, we're going to go for it, don't worry. And Capuzzo getting a beautiful try in the 70th minute. But, I mean, we may as well address the big elephant in the room, the Garbisi kick to mm. the history. And I'm just going to say my thought on it, that should have been retaken. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my. I think I Sorry, My initial thought on it when I was watching the game was, yeah, the shot clock's on, the ball's fallen off the tee, unfortunate circumstances, but the shot clock, you know, in that circumstance doesn't get reset. Um, so I saw it as just an unfortunate circumstance. Uh, obviously, now after the game and. People have been bringing out the rule book and saying, "Well, actually, France did uh, come off their line early, That's, um, yeah. which should have resulted in the kick being retaken." Yep. Um, just heartbreak, isn't it? I yeah. want to ask you a question. Go on then. Go on. If this was the other way around, and say oh, Ramos, Ramos was taking it for a French win. Yeah, do you think people would have piped up about it? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Really? Yes. I'm, I'm only asking. I'm only asking this because this is Italy. No, I, 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 yeah, I think the the reaction around it is more so, ah, unlucky Italy. You tried your best. Whereas if this was any other team with say more on the line, ah. Uh. If, if this that was, was, if that was Ireland, you would never, you wouldn't hear the end of it. Well, if this, if that was Ireland, well, with yeah. the Grand Slam on the line, we wouldn't hear the end of it for the next fucking World Cup cycle. I'm only thinking, I'm only thinking of this. I'm playing devil's advocate here because this is it. This is Italy. It's everyone's second team. Yeah. Mm. No, I, th- I, I think that if the rules were reversed on for any of the teams, I think they would have reset the clock or try again, sort of thing. But. As well as I do have a question. Oh Christ! I do have a question for you, boys. Though, go on. Is it time to get rid of Fabian Galci? Well, there's rumours now that, yeah, but, um, um, that Fabian no Galci might even be removed from the French head coach role uh, during before. the Six Nations, which I personally can't see happening. Can't see it happening before. Everyone I I don't think that's the correct course of action. No, this isn't football. You don't remove a coach when you've had a few bad games. But they apparently, apparently there's been a lot of like back, like behind the scenes stuff that he's not happy because of the whole falling out of the World Cup early and host. Like, Listen, all- like results, results are results. Like you can't take them back. You can't blame uh, people. Like you know that's just bad coaching. I. Hmm. Genuinely think that if France were to remove Galtier, that's that's hot, that's terrible. Mm. France will go. The France will just go back to mediocrity. Yeah, I I genuinely think Fabian Galtier has been up there with the best coaches 
in the world. A hundred percent. He's literally Mr. France. Like the, the follow-up question would be: Let's just say Gauti does get relieved of his duties. Who takes the job? Eddie Jones. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Um, some, I'm some saying that purely because he's the Japanese coach, by the way. Um, mm. I think he's not actually out of a job, um, of course. Anyway, um, there's no one out there, really. I That's can't think of anyone. Some no. people, Unless a Sean Edwards were to take over a head coaching role. Yeah. Maybe. But some people are saying Ron Rogara because of the Lara Shell, but I don't know. That feels like Potentially. Potentially. I'd say Ron Rogara would only be up for the island job if Andy Farrell were to move on. Mm. And I could see Andy Farrell moving to the England job personally in the future. I don't think so. Do you not? I think he's... Genuinely, he's so committed to Ireland. I I don't think Steve Borthwick will last through this next World Cup cycle. I don't think... Maybe he won't last, but I think you have to give him another Six Nations campaign. Mm, no, hundred percent. I I've got no problem with Steve Borthwick as a coach. I just think he's got no, a young his time. To be fair, like neither do I. I genuinely, I think he's just putting together. He's putting together a broken puzzle. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. So you know oh. you've got you, you don't do that in a couple of weeks. But I genuinely think France as a team and as a nation are still really, really, really suffering from that World Cup. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whereas a team, a team like Ireland, who went through the same stage in a similar heartbreaking, tight, tight game against the Southern Hemisphere nation, uh, Ireland have sort of, you know, I feel like the Irish fans and the Irish team have sort of put it behind them straight away and they've hit the Six Nations campaign completely fresh with the exact same ruthless efficiency that we expect from Ireland. Whereas France... Obviously, losing Dupont's a big thing, and they're without players like Untermach. But I feel like that's not even the deepest problem. I genuinely think France have lost a lot of their fire and a lot of their motivation. But we were looking at the French team, like 22, 21, um, Dupont, Untermach, Dante, Fiku. Like, they were unbeatable. And, they, yeah. and they were they were building grand slam side. Yeah, I think could have won that World Cup. And they, but the thing is, they were building to a World Cup. But now that's that what World we, Cup has fallen away from them. But that's what we all said as well. When France won the Grand Slam in twenty twenty two, we all instantly even go back on the episodes. Whoever was hosting at the time, me, Harv, uh, Sean, maybe I don't know. Maybe Cam. I don't know how long you've been here now. I think I was there for the French uh, for the French uh, Grand Slam. We were all on about has France peaked too early, and evidently, yeah, they did. I wouldn't even say they peaked too early because I mean, it was a one-point game against the Springboks. Anybody could have, but I know what you mean. I I don't. I I don't think you could say peaked too early because I mean, it was a home World Cup in the lead-up. They were they beat the All Blacks, eventual finalists in the pool. You know, a few a, a, a few turn of events, and we very well could have been seeing an Ireland France final. I'll admit that. I, I'm I'm more than comfortable to admit that. But yeah, we'll move on though, because you know, 
Yeah, that was Six Nations. Yeah. Um, that was Six Nations. We had another semi-international, bit of a friendly international. Um, I don't want to talk about it because a lot of Premiership stars featured. Uh, England A versus not the Portugal squad that we all remember as the absolute sort of golden child of the World Cup. You know, mm. the beating Portugal and whatnot. Um, but England A did play Portugal. Uh, 91-5 was the final score. England A absolutely dominating that game. Yeah. And honestly, I think this was genuinely just like a talent show audition for Steve Borthwick. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, some of the names, and that's I, I said it during the week when the squad got announced. I was like, you Asian. could... Yeah, you could genuinely put the majority of those names that were in that A team into the Six Nations team, and I, 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 I argued it before the Six Nations even started. But see if it was to come out. Obviously, maybe next week now because you've got the you've got the bye week coming, so next week would be perfect for training. See if it was to come out like Caden Murray, Josh Hodge, Joshua Sofa Scott, Finn Alfie Bax, Barbary, Alfie Barbary, all called up to the England squad. Yeah, makes sense. Makes complete sense. I'm with it. Hmm. It's a good. It, it's a good fixture to get lads oh. out and uh, get them playing test rugby. I mean, you know, again, no offense to Portugal, it's not a awfully difficult game. No, I mean these these lads. A lot of them ha- have had caps before, and they're yeah. they're playing they're playing high high level. They're playing as close to test match rugby without playing for an international team as you can do. They're playing top level club rugby. They're Mm. playing in, you know, the European competition, the Champions Cup, the Challenge Cup. You know, they're all playing high, high level rugby. So they're all experienced players, all players evidently for the fact that they're in that England A squad are deserved at some point for a call up to the senior squad. Um, and honestly, yeah. I don't, I don't think, and I genuinely think it's, it's cause, it's going to cause a hell of a headache for Steve Borthwick, because that game was such an emphatic victory. We literally saw every single player on that England team shine. We, we saw every single player had a part to play in that victory because it was such an emphatic victory. Yeah. Where now I think Steve Borthwick genuinely has a, a, a headache with every single position in that senior squad. Don't let him go because he needs so much time to figure things out. When you've mm. got such a deep player pool in, you know, what is still quite a high-level league and has a very deep player pool of mostly English players, you know, that's going to cause so many headaches. And if I'm brutally honest, if you gave me a sheet, numbers 1 to 23, I would spend the whole of today struggling to finalise it. 100%. It's a good headache to have, though. That's... It's good. It's a good headache it's to good have. He- it's, 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 good. it's good to have that depth, but it's like, it, it would be so tempting to pick a, a, a senior team of completely fresh faces of the, like, a, 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 a super team of all the best in the, uh, in the premiership leaving out, you know, those experienced heads who have done campaigns in the Six Nations before. So, 
I think maybe Steve Borthwick needs to do something radical. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, why not? Honestly, I would take a wooden spoon if it meant by the next World Cup cycle we were genuine like favourites. I think you need to take fucking Elliot Daly off the wing. Right, that's kind of what I meant. I didn't want to say it directly. <laughs> what um, is Elliot Daly starting on the wing? Well, You've well, got what, Emmanuel Faye with Bossu on the what bench. Is, what is Blood doing? Why is he here? <laughs> Just, Jesus, name and shame everything. I <laughs> didn't mean to do that. That's all Cam. Well, I, I don't care. I'm not an England fan. I've got no I don't care about upsetting people, but I like, genuinely like... <laughs> It's not. It's not. A, it's not a singular opinion. A lot of people have that. No, I. In 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 the nicer way to say it, um, <laughs> there are some experienced heads who aren't in form, and I think that they're past it. Steve Steve Borthwick is using him for dressing room. Um, yeah. Vibes and. Um, I don't even know the word I was going to use there, but you know what I mean. Um, he's going to use it to bring a good aura to the. An experienced, a calming sort of. Exper- yeah, experience is quite a is quite a key thing, but I'd almost love to see him do something radical. And how, how be, radical are you talking? Yeah. A talking. complete uncapped England fifteen. Play that England A side. <laughs> Play I'd England love A to side. That would be. I'd unreal. love to see it. Um, Play, in the last game against, Play in the last game against France. Do it. They you probably win with the way France are going. Well, to be fair, they're uh, they're actually a post and a TMO decision away from three losses out of three. Yeah, literally. Um, we'll move on. Should we quickly go over? Uh, do we have another buy round for the Six Nations next week? Unfortunately, we do. Yeah. Yes. Well, there, we okay. there goes there goes my plan. Uh, okay. We'll go on to Super Rugby then. Yes, Super sure. Rugby. I'll I'll rattle it off, boys. Don't worry. So Super Rugby returned this week, and for the most part, I thought it was quite good. I know it's a bit touch and go the now with Super Rugby, but Chiefs getting a win over Crusaders, thirty three twenty nine. Just they kind oh shit, they kind of salvaged it in the mm. end. Brumbies getting a big win over the Rebels, thirty points to three, because the Rebels are just shite. Well, the Rebels are very close to not being a team. Well, that as well. Hurricanes beating the force 44-14. It was just dominant. That's all there was to it. Blues versus the Drew was actually a good game, despite the scoreline being 34-10. But the Blues just play that entertaining style of rugby that it didn't seem boring. Highlanders, Moana Pacifica was my game of the weekend because Highlanders getting the win 35-21, coming back from being behind at halftime. And our boy, Sean Withy, running a beautiful try set up as best anyway to get a hell of a try and yeah nice to see the Highlanders continuing from the preseason. and lastly the Reds beat the Waratahs 40 points to 22 and Tate McDermott stole the show right lads predictions for round two of Sabrina again right this week we'll do Cam first Harv then me uh, uh, do you have the pictures or do I have them no I've got them don't worry oh sound cheers <laughs> We have Highlanders versus the Blues. Ooh, Highlanders are on good form at the moment, but so are the Blues. They both look good in pre-season. They both look good so far. I'm going to give it to the Blues by seven. Cool. Harv? 
Highlanders by five. Ooh, I'll go. I'll go Blues by four. Ooh. Rebels host the Force. Mm. I don't know. Force, force by ten. Go on, Harv. Force by two. Force by eight. I think I don't care about this game at all. Moana Pacifica versus Fiji and Drew. Yes, please. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it to a, Mo- a Moana Pacifica by mm. five. Okay. Moana Pacifica by twelve. I'm gonna go Pacifica by seventeen. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Crusaders host the Waratahs. Uh Crusaders by twenty-one. Yeah, Saders by 25. Saders by 23, me in the middle. There you go. Chiefs versus the Brumbies. Should be a good game. I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going to say Brumbies by a point. Cam, you took exactly the words out of my bloody mouth. <laughs> I'm going to say that exactly. You know, Brumbies by one then. Um, well, I'll go for the Chiefs and Chiefs by six. Okay. And finally, Hurricanes hosting the Reds. Canes mm, by 17. Mm. Yeah, Canes by 19. We'll go Canes by 8. Nice and tight. I thought he was going to go 18, meet in the middle like he always does. <laughs> meet in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls, always meet in the middle, always back your team. Always back your team. And never predict a draw. <laughs> no, never predict a draw. If I predicted a draw on that front of the game, I would have been so happy myself <laughs> bet on a draw what would the odds on a bet be for a draw of 30 I, I, I actually I actually will check this um, oh, do it for us just for the entertainment this is my value. this is my my high level maths I'm gonna this is Harv's expertise I feel like every every major this. sports sports um, media has a betting professional yeah I'm, I'm a serial gambler um, right any guesses uh, I'm gonna say, say one gets me both. Ten to one. Sixteen to one. Fifty to one. <laughs> I'm just saying, first of all, how unlikely is a draw in rugby, first of all? Oh, and then between unlikely. these two teams, Bet three six five had Italy at twenty to one to win. Oh that is naughty. Again Imagine you... someone betting on Italy to win and then seeing Garbisi hit the post. Yeah, I oh, think it so did I ever? No, I didn't. Anyway, didn't. we've got URC returning this weekend as well, so Cam can rejoice. We'll do predictions for that. This time I'll do me, Harv, Cam, we'll do the opposite way around. We've got Monster versus Zebra. I'm going for Monster by about 25. Harv? Yeah, Monster by 30. Mm. Uh, Monster by 15. Mm. Next up, at the high, they'll be there loud and proud. Edinburgh hosts the Ospreys. Back your team, I have just said. Edinburgh by... I'll take Edinburgh by 10. Yeah. Ospreys by one, just because I want to see Murray's reaction. Ospreys by seven. Oh, you suck. It's oh, right, because I bite someone in the ass on the next one. Because the Lions host the Sharks, and the Lions are going to win by nine. Uh, sharks um, are going to... Sharks? Oh, sorry, half. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Cameron. 
Sorry, I, I, we were talking about the sharks. It gets me riled up. Yeah, it gets them horny. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Lions by five. Uh, sharks are going to win by ten. Mm. Benetton host Glasgow Warriors. I fancy Benetton to win it by three. Oh, what is it with you lads and stealing my predictions? What? I was going to say Benetton by three. Great mindset, Mike. Yeah, but then I... you've also compared me to Cam. Jesus. I'm. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Glasgow by two purely because I feel like Benetton are missing the majority of their squad. Nah. <laughs> We've got the Bulls versus the Stormers. Mm. I'm going to say Bulls by 12. Yeah. Stormers by five. Mm. Bulls by two. This derby is always fucking close. We've got Connacht. Versus the Scarlets, and I'm going to say Connacht by six. Yeah, Connacht by 13. Ooh. Connacht by 25. <laughs> Wait a minute, aren't you, don't you live in Scarlets? Yeah, I was about to say, you've got like an anti Scarlets agenda, though. Literally, it's, I, I live here, so I know how shit they are. Well, that's valid. Well, we've got Cardiff. Versus Leinster, and it's going to be a Leinster by 17. Leinster by 42. Jesus. Cardiff by five. Please. Why not? <laughs> and finally, we have Ulster hosting the Dragons. It's going to be Ulster by the least 20. Ulster by 17. Mm, Ulster keep cocking things up, so I'm going to say dragons by a point. No, somehow, not, somehow, not taking any dragons win. Dragons somehow Ulster are going to cock it up and they're going to the lose to the dragons. Mark my words, Ulster are going to lose to the dragons. Sorry, Ulster are going through a rough patch. I don't even like Ulster, and I'm sticking up for them here. I, there is Ulster, no way Ulster they are losing to the dragons. There's no way they lose the dragons. Mark my words. I will bloody mark them. Mark them and we'll come back next week and see what happens. This is this, clip this. Right. Clip this on TikTok I, now. I, I will there take will a train all the way down TikTok. I will take a train all the way down to Carmarthen. And I will watch that game with you. I will sit there with you. And when Ulster pummel the dragons, I'm gonna slap you silly and say, I was right. <laughs> Jesus. Don't know what gets in your head sometimes. These notions. <laughs> anyway, we had the Vancouver Sevens just to round off the show. We had the Vancouver Sevens this week as the next leg on the Sevens series. The Black Ferns take the women's trophy 35 19 over France, and Argentina win the men's 36 12 over the All Blacks. But doesn't matter because Anton Dupont's in the Sevens now. Anton Dupont was there. Wow. Just no, just... genuinely, he had a he had a pretty good debut on his sevens, didn't he? He looked pretty comfortable. He looked pretty good, didn't he? He just looks like he's ready to rip the absolute piss. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's the the Olympics will be incredibly interesting. 
I just find it funny how France are genuinely struggling and falling to their knees in the Six Nations. And Anton Dupont's just having a fucking jolly in Vancouver playing some sevens. Oh, no, That's because he's the greatest rugby player in the world. Oh, no, no, I do it all. Like, genuinely, Anton Dupont is the, the, the most talented rugby player in the world. I, I won't when argue it's all, that. When, it, when it's all said and done, it'll be France's best player ever. That should not be a hot take. Like I, w- I, I would say that already, that he is France. He's the best player to come out of France ever. I don't like judging players before they end their careers. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So I'm saying, I'm saying he will be. But honestly, I don't think, I don't think there's a code of rugby that Anton Dupont wouldn't excel in. Honestly, put him, put him on league touch wheelchair. Even he would excel. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Honestly, that that man could do absolutely anything with a rugby ball. I'm not even going to respond to that. So, yeah, DuPont's show high the egg chase. Who's win- right, who's winning LA7s then next week? LA7s, uh, Blitzbox for the men's and Australia for the women's. Um, Ireland in the men's. No. Okay. And... Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> and New Zealand in the women's. Okay, I'll go for, I'll go for um, Argentina again in the men's. So I'm gonna go back to back, and I'll take. Uh, yeah, we'll go for Australia in the women's. Why not? It's been a while since they're not won one, in a few legs now. So yeah, yeah. no, but what's what's going on? Ladies, get your shit together for fuck's sakes. There's there's the pet talk that's gonna get Australia. The one next week in the early Yeah, I was about to say, that'll rile them up. Well done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it, lads. That's, that's been the Rugby Connection podcast this week. Great, great chat. Great with the, 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 the dynamic trio back together, the three musketeers. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, so we're back. Six Nations is off again next week that we hate it. Just please fix it next year. Yes, no yeah, budget. Just get rid, get rid of the breaks. The, the, play, the players, the pl- player welfare needs to be thrown out the window. They don't, they don't need breaks. <laughs> Not quite, but jeez, oh, right, okay. Get rid of the breaks in the Six Nations, but next week we'll cover all the Super Rugby, LA Sevens, the URC, and then we'll go back into Six Nations here again. Mm. And then, stop playing Elliot Daly on the wing. Um, yeah, apparently that's a big message this week because no Elliot Daly on the wing. <laughs> By Theo Voboso Cook. Anyway, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're all on Instagram. Go follow us on the pod and separately. We're on TikTok. Me and Harvey are on LinkedIn. Cam does not like it. No. No, it's not that I don't like it. I'm just not educated enough to use it. That's fair. We know that. We were trying to be nice for your feelings. But anyway, (laughs) hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Get interactive with us because we're doing really well on TikTok now. The interact the comment section starts. Mashing it. Yeah. So yeah, let's just keep it going and we will see you next week with more rugby. <laughs> <laughs>